and welcome back to another edition of the K-Pop Rama Podcast. I'm your host, Gidonman, and for today's episode, we have a special playlist episode today. And it's not your usual K-Pop playlist, it's a K-Drama playlist. And today, we are going to be talking about a playlist for K-Pop, not K-Pop, but K-Drama beginners. So for anyone who wants to get into K-Dramas, this playlist is for you. And I have two guests today that I think will make this show a lot more interesting. Today, I have two guests that I'm happy to have today. They started their podcast just over a year ago, but these two guests are incredibly passionate about their love for the world of K-dramas and K-pop as they explore new K-dramas and K-pop every week on their podcast. They are incredibly entertaining duo and they have amassed over 700 followers on their social media who follow them strictly for their love of how you. And as of recent weeks, they are also an unofficial but totally official Kim Tae-ri fan account, which I am mm-hmm. happy for for a lot of reasons if you've listened to past podcasts of mine. <laughs> and I guess you could say that they are also big Nam Joo-hyuk fans as well. And, but I'll let them decide if they want to make the podcast an official fan account of his or not. Well, that's not my decision. <laughs> that's theirs. But with all of that out of the way, joining me today is Kim and Maddie from the Soulmates podcast. Kim, Maddie, how are you guys doing today? And did my intro cover all the bases for you guys? <laughs> yes. Baksu, Baksu. Baksu, Gian, thank you. That was perfect. That was the best intro we've ever gotten in our life. Yes. So... <laughs> we might have to slice that and just put it in because we never know how to start ours. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So it's uh, Kim and Maddie from the Soulmates podcast will be joining us today. So be on the lookout for that. But before we get into all of that, of course, if you like the podcast and you like what we do, don't forget to like, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on just by any podcast platform. Think of Antron, Apple, or Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe and follow if you like the podcast. And last but not least, our social media and podcast description below. Now, with all that being said, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so to start, so all of us have um, 10 dramas that we have for you guys today, um, but I do, for, for my end of the list anyway, I do have one honorable mention. Um, this one honorable mention is a drama that is called All of Us Are Dead. Um, if you've seen the, my podcast, um, you've probably seen my review of it. Go check it out if you haven't done so already, but um, I, I just feel like I have to mention it before I even start the list, because it is a fantastic zombie drama. There's a reason why the show is still in the top 10 most viewed shows on Netflix in the United States. Ever? Of all time? I mean, right, currently, right? I mean, oh, yeah, okay. currently. I mean, it's not like Squid Game big, but it's definitely pretty, it's pretty big. Pretty yeah. big. Um, plus, it's also a zombie drama that is very Gen Z inclusive. So that's great. <laughs> Um, Which is why I have not watched it. So, um, yeah. uh, So that drama is an honorable mention. But the main reason why it is an honorable mention is because of the fact that the first drama that I have on today is, in my opinion, the gold standard for anything related to zombies and Korea. It is a drama that is called Kingdom. 
Now, I don't think I've even heard of this drama. Kim, um, have you heard of Kingdom? Isn't um the boy from Princess Hours in this? Uh, I, th- I think I think it's him. Um, Jujun or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He's he's the main lead in this. Okay, the main lead. Okay. But so this drama came out back. Well, season one started back in 2019, and the drama is set in Joseon, Korea, in the aftermath of the Injun War. So basically. Uh, that was a war that happened like five, six hundred years ago between Japan and Korea. Um, that's all a whole other can of worms, <laughs> a whole different podcast. But in this show called Kingdom, you find the crown prince of the Joseon Kingdom having to find a way to defeat the zombie plague that is occurring in his nation before it consumes everything. Now, oh. I mainly recommend this show for a lot of reasons. One, it's on Netflix. Um, everything, but the, the entirety of the show is on Netflix. So it's really easy to find. And also, it's a very short show. Um, I think the two seasons that of Kingdom that we have right now is six episodes each. Um, so it's only like 12 episodes in total if you wanted to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, when I watched it um, a couple years ago, um, I honestly binged it in two days. Um, it's <laughs> definitely... Right a weekend binge show that you will not regret because it is incredibly entertaining. Now, I I say that this show is the gold standard for the Korean zombie genre because it carries on the infamous reputation that anything zombie-related Korea has done, um, has. Um, and to put it simply, it's basically to do with the fact that Korean zombies turn into Olympic track athletes and they run at you, and they're very, very terrifying. <laughs> Which, I really don't think I've watched the Korean zombie show. Have we, Kim? Well, you watched, like, three episodes of Happiness. Well, oh, okay. No, you're right. Happiness is one. Yeah. I mean, true. Happiness is, like, a. would argue it is a completely different... Like, it's kind of like a sub-genre to the zombie, the Korean okay. zombie genre, because Korean zombie shows and movies are... I, how should I say this? It's like riding a really intense roller coaster but you're just watching the drama that's usually how they are they're very so the intense just run really fast is that what yeah that they run very fast um they're i mean they're they're incredibly like intense um i mean i don't know if you guys have watched uh movies like train to busan which is i mean no. it's infamous i mean it's a very yeah. infamous zombie film um, arguably, famous, yeah. yeah, arguably one of the, arguably one of the best like zombie movies in general for like the past decade, and this this is like counting like any other like mm-hmm. American media as well. But All right. this show in Kingdom definitely has that. Um, I think, I I guess to up the ante as well. Um, since this is a period drama, um, most of the survivors in this show are having to fight zombies hand-to-hand with swords True. which ups which, which makes it even more intense um i think the for me, drama aspect might sell it for me I oh yeah definitely 100 percent. it will definitely <laughs> are they wearing the man buns while they yeah fight? yeah they are oh nice i think some of them do <laughs> and they're like running at people like trying to eat them and like turning to zomb- making them turn into zombies oh, um cool it, cool like I, I would compare the combat in this show to be like on the level of like, 
shows like Game of Thrones. I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like it's at that level of intensity. It's not not necessarily because of the combat, but more of the fact that you don't really know if like the main leads that you're rooting for any of, of the other survivors are going to like survive or not because you don't mm-hmm. really, like it, it's so uncertain, which makes the drama even even more intense in my opinion. All right. All right. And also um, to add on to all of the zombie stuff, there's also loads of political drama in this. It's very juicy, very fantastic. Ooh, just um, <laughs> it's well, it, it's the kind of drama that's just really good to watch, but I'd imagine if you were living through it, it would make you incredibly angry, but it's entertaining. <laughs> it's the most important thing. So, you know, with all of this said, it's fantastic. Um, um, like I've already mentioned already, like there's leads in this show that you might be already um, familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who are the leads? I'm curious. Um, oh, man, I gotta, I gotta look Remember? at it again. Um, I've de- it's definitely Shingun, I think, from Princess yes. Hours. So is it the, really? So the, yeah. So the Crown Prince um, is Ju Ji Hyun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. And uh, the other um, main lead is Bae Dona. Um, she's very, very, very famous Korean yeah. actress. Um, she's been in a lot of Hollywood movies as well. Um, she's ah. very, very quite respected in the industry. Uh, she's also playing a main role in this. Um, mm. So yeah, this, it's quite, a, it's, I will say, even if you don't really know the cast in general, um, everyone's phenomenal in this. Like it's fantastic, very entertaining. And I guess if there's anything else to say about the show, um, it's definitely a show that I would not recommend watching at like 11 p.m. at night. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, generally, that's advice for anything horror. I mean, yeah, unless, of course, like, you're like, you're not hardcore. bothered, which yeah. if you're hardcore like that, I mean, like, well. But see, like, that's when I usually watch dramas, so I think that's why I avoid these kinds of dramas. Oh. I always but, watch dramas at nighttime. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean... If anything, it's not a long one. I mean, it's only like 12 episodes. So, so did, it's, did you have to wait when, did you like watch season one and then have to wait when season two came out? Like how long was between the two, two seasons? Okay, so for me, I watched this at the start of the pandemic. So like March, 2020. Oh. So the season one came out, I think early, like, like January, 2019, I believe. And then season okay. two came out in March, 2020. So that's when I watched it. Okay. So you didn't have to wait. Yeah. Thankfully, thank God, because like (laughs) without saying any spoilers, like the end of season one is, I mean, I couldn't imagine watching season one as it actually went live because the ending is just agonizingly good. So I'm glad I didn't. So to put it in a different way, I guess, I'm just glad it didn't end like I, I'm glad I didn't watch it like yeah. back then because I would have to wait a year and that would have yeah. that would have been agonizing because okay it's it's so good but so yeah. I wow. am looking up I am looking up pictures right now Shingun does look pretty good in this little I was gonna bun. say I feel like yes, he has he, the kind of face that would look good he with has a, man a bun. great man bun face and yes. this is very important to Madison obviously it's very important very important you know to be fair like when he's in the show he looks fantastic he is fantastic <laughs> he does look- he does look fantastic. I'm yeah, I mean, right I mean, now. I mean, speaking on the man bun, it does look fantastic. 
it does. I'm telling you, some guys just got the perfect man bun face. He's one of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. His face is objectively pretty perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's fair. So, yeah. Um, uh, I guess that's all we have to say on Kingdom. So I recommend you go watch that because it's a very fantastic zombie drama. But the next drama is probably one um, that I'm sure if you're a very avid um, K-drama fan, you already know what this drama is. It's Crash yeah. Landing on You. Um, of course. It's a story of a, well, a, South, a very wealthy South Korean Harris, for some reason deciding to paraglide right by the DMZ, who knows why, but she <laughs> ends up landing in North Korea and ends up falling in love with a North Korean army officer. And it's, well, I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about this show because I'm- Freaking masterpiece. Frickin it is masterpiece. a masterpiece for a lot of reasons. Um, I think for a beginner, this show definitely covers all the bases in terms of what K-dramas at their core is about. Because, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I know like K-dramas have expanded like the kind of genres that they show, you know, over time. But, you know, at its core, K-dramas are always about these grandiose, oftentimes kind of ridiculous, over-the-top romantic comedies. But we all love them for it, even if they're really cheesy. And this show has all of it. I mean, like, I mean... <laughs> Yes. Like guys, like I, I, I mean, like what are what are like some aspects of the show that you guys like? Because I mean, I have mine, but I'm interested to see what you guys have like have to say. We about said show. we said in one of our episodes, I think it was our Soulmate Choice Awards, that like Crash Landing on You has all the tropey moments, but you almost don't realize they're tropey because it's done so well. Like they don't bother you, but it is tropey. Like the you kiss, yeah. Like everything is tropey, like, they like the dramatic music and the pushing her against the wall and like the showing up in the last moment when he should not be there like it's all lots there. of slow-mo yeah the, the fate of meeting from like years before but like it works yeah so it's so also good. i mean their chemistry is just fire as we see the, like in the fact I mean, that they're getting married in real life like come on <laughs> we're dead <laughs> So, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think the magic of the show, it has to be in their chemistry. But also, the the choice of OST really brings the show home in a lot of ways. The music is the, so smart. The, like, the entire ensemble is really good, too, because there's yeah. so many side characters between, like, the North Koreans and, like, people in South Korea. Like, it all works so well. They have chemistry, I think, is, like, a larger cast, too. Yeah. Which... Because a lot of times, like, we, I don't know if you're like this, but Madison and I, like, we'll watch a show and we only really care about the main ship. And we're like, we don't want to see yeah. any side plot, any side character. We're, like, fast forwarding. Right. But that show, like, you don't want to fast forward. You like yeah, you, all you the You really little... care about all of it. Yeah. Yeah, they do a really good job of making you care about the, like, North, the other North Korean soldiers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Definitely 100%. And for the record, I should say, as one of the sub ships in the show, um, Sodan got screwed over. Um, she did, hundred percent. But we're not going to expand on that because I don't want to say any spoilers. Even though we both watched the show, but you know, just in case, you know. But I think if there's anything else to say about Crash Landing on You, um, since ironically this show was also another show that um, that might. And that I had to watch for school a little bit. I had to watch. Oh. I need to join your major. I need, so that's, yeah, that's my where, homework. 
can I go to your school? Like, what is happening? Well, I mean, to be honest, all of these like history classes I'm taking, like just for context, context for you listeners out there, um, I, um, I was telling uh, Maddie and Kim about how I kind of got into K-pop and K-dramas. It's mostly because of a, a crazy um, history professor of mine that made me get into it. Through amazing pure persistence honestly but yeah um like basically like it he i just i got into it because my asian history teacher made me watch k-dramas and this was on the list and um but back to my point um i i want to mention this part because i think the show beyond like the main like pl- plot like the whole like love story about between um north and south um i I also really like how this show in particular humanizes the North Korean people, which I think, to be honest, in most media, um, you don't really see that. You see the government. But and don't get me wrong, like the government is incredibly tyrannical and they're very I mean, they deserve to get called as they are. But um, most times you don't really get to see what, you know, normal North Korean citizens are like. And I think mm-hmm. this drama mm-hmm. did a really good job in doing that. I, I Yeah, I remember um, I remember watching some videos back, I think like a couple years back, like last year, where um, apparently for the show, they had um, North Korean defectors help them um, in producing like the show, like in terms of like how, you know, North Korean village life is like. So that's mm-hmm. why this show specifically um, got a lot of plaudits actually because of how realistic it actually was in terms of mm-hmm. like, showing life in North Korea. Um, and yeah. I think I think this is like also another thing that I found interesting, but like I I guess in a way you kind of see like the difference between North and South because like in a lot of ways, like especially up North, like you see like this feeling of family around everyone in the north as opposed to the south where like everyone's kind of like you know doing their own thing or like there's also all of these like other like social inequalities and whatnot but you know i it's just very interesting to see that because Mm -hmm. there's like so like there's just so many stark differences between both countries and Mm -hmm. it's definitely in terms of a show definitely one of the most popular shows that come out in like the past five to 10 years where it actually shows North Koreans as like normal people, not discounting the fact that like the governments are all like evil. Oh, for sure. Are, but yeah. 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 Um, yeah that's think, a really good out element of the show for sure. I really enjoy yeah. that. And I mean, it, I feel like it's probably realistic to assume that even within their government, like in real life, there are like people like Hyunbin's character that are just like have values and want to stand up for what's right. Even in the midst of a government that, isn't like that um and yeah like it's just so fascinating like my family actually went to korea like 10 years ago i guess and we did a tour of like a part of the um like that area between the two countries and it's just crazy to think that it, yeah it's separated by so small a space but life is just so different like you said like south korea has all this technology and you know huge city and like even the differences between the two capitals right like when they go to the capital Mm -hmm. it's just yeah it's wild yeah and they did a really good job of I don't think they like shied away from some of those like the gravity of some of those things but they also managed to still keep it like overall pretty lighthearted. 
yeah to the point where it balance, wasn't like so yeah, depressing somehow balance both of those where they really don't shy away from the realities of living in North Korea but y- you also find yourself laughing and enjoying the show because at the end of the day there's just those beautiful people that you start to fall in love with and it's just like the way they do it's really it could have been a flop I think but it wasn't <laughs> oh yeah definitely yeah. yeah um I think if there's anything else to say um, it'll definitely be interesting to see because you know um I'm not sure if you guys know but like South Korean media gets smuggled into North Korea all the time mm-hmm. so probably eventually we'll probably find someone from North Korea who might defect, maybe, who, you know, might have actually watched the show while they were in North Korea. So yeah, that would be very I mean, interesting to see. They make fun of it on the show. You know, the, that one character, like, watches K-dramas in his free time. So when the girl kind of, who's like, I'm, my bias is Jungkook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They totally hint at that, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see that because there's definitely people in North Korea who you know, they they like the same things as people do in the South. They like K-dramas. They like K-pop. Um, sometimes they have very interesting ways of showing their interest in K-pop, um, even at the risk of getting arrested by the police. But there's a, that's a whole other thing. But again, mm-hmm. it's such a very interesting show in so many ways. And definitely probably one of the probably one of the top choices out of my list anyway, in terms yeah. of the kind of dramas that you should see as a K-drama beginner, so. Yeah, um, me and Kim like we say ahead, it's one of, our num- one, one of our number one recommendations for people who have never seen a K-drama is Crash Landing on You, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like it speaks for itself in the fact that so many people were introduced to K-dramas through Crash Landing. Like, I feel Literally like every other so day we meet, we meet someone who's like, oh my gosh, I watched Crash Landing on You and never looked yes. back. My parents were like so doubtful and they watched Crash Landing and they're like, now they've watched like 10 dramas. They're obsessed. Crash Landing like gripped them so fast. I loved it. It was fun to yeah, watch it's, that. It's so fantastical and ridiculous in all of the good ways possible. So mm-hmm. yes. agree. There's all of that. But moving on to the next drama on my list. Is- okay, this one. Sorry, I want to watch this. So sell it to me right now. Sell it to me. <laughs> yes, because I know it's on list. Netflix. I know it's, it's on, on Netflix. List. So, okay. So this show is called Hotel De Luna. Now this show came out three years ago now. Um, So it is a show about a mystical hotel that caters only to ghosts, to people who recently died. And the beautiful but ill-tempered CEO of this magical hotel is cursed to manage it because of a terrible crime that she committed, but cannot remember. And also there is a, I guess a, um, (laughs) I guess a, like a operations manager (laughs) that she, hires or forces to make her make him um, operate this magical hotel and it blossoms into something very very beautiful now this show will, sounds great i'm already it is it is now sounds so good. <laughs> i will say with a caveat in saying that the main lead who is iu um she's a very she's i mean she yeah. is like the star of k-pop like everyone knows her like including yeah. the general public as well like everyone knows her um, she's huge and this was one of her well not her breakout like k-drama performance but definitely one of her most popular ones at least in the past three years but okay this show was just a lot of fun straight up like for me because I watched this like 
like almost like a year, like two years ago now, like back when he was on Vicky, like only on Vicky. Mm. But like it, it just gave me, it just gives me a lot of good memories because I had this so much fun watching the show. And it, I mean, essentially it's just a slice of life drama that this sees like the day-to-day operations of this magical hotel. And it's just such a fun show because now honestly like you would think like just based on the synopsis i gave you like this show seems like it's pretty depressing and grim which i guess in some ways it is but it is hilarious for so many reasons um i mean i mainly for one um i i would say that this show is definitely divided into like an anthology of stories so like there's like within like the main pop plot line that that happens for like for most of the show um there's also like these little like mini plot lines that happen as well because you get to see like um some of the um people who come into this hotel and you get to see mm. their grievances and their regrets that turns into little subplots as well which i think are in of themselves really really interesting and you know i think this watching the show i think it is definitely something that you will it is a show that you will experience where you will experience the full spectrum of emotions. Like you will laugh your butt off. You might cry. I mean, you probably cry. <laughs> you might be angry, but like it, it has everything. But I think, but part of the main reason why I, I love the show is just the cast, the main leads. Um, I know IU, um, I've already mentioned, uh, she's actually like my old bias in terms of K-pop. Um, she's incredible in this show. Um, she is the passive aggressive CEO that I think you, in a lot of ways, you will really love the kind of the level of sassiness that she has with, mm. because it also hides this very like sensitive inside of her. Like she, there's a lot of stuff that's happened to her in the past, which is kind of the reason why she's even the CEO to begin with of this mm. magical hotel. But it's it's incredible. Like her, I use acting performance in this is amazing. Like for especially for someone who is was originally a K-pop idol. I mean, now mm. she's kind of like an yeah. artist. She's just an artist now. But her performance in this is incredible. I mean, like there's a very good reason why she was nominated for a big song um which is like the award show for like dramas mm-hmm. like she was nominated for that for her yeah some, sometimes i'm skeptical with k-pop k-drama crossover actors so it's good to hear that she's really good yeah she's sometimes i'm not sure like i like 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 you said maddie like i i totally understand the skepticism because for yeah because most for most people who make this jump from k-drop for come from k-pop to k-dramas I kind of hate to say, but most of them are misses. They're, they're just very, not as good. They're just they're, not as good as yeah, people who are just straight up actors. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But IU is definitely one of the few that have made the jump. And oh, hey, it turns out oh, she's really good at both, mm. which is fantastic. And I think it's part of the reason why you really love her performance. Like her performance alone is reason to watch the show, in my opinion. Like, okay, okay. You will love her character. And for a lot of reasons. Um, and there's also um, the other male lead in this, which, which is uh, Yo Jin Gu. 
Um, I've never he, seen him in anything. Um, he's he's like a relatively young actor, to be honest. Um, yeah, he's like starting. Isn't he? Oh, wasn't he like? Didn't he have a cameo in Startup? Wasn't he like the voice? Of yeah, the, he had like, a cameo. He, yeah. he had a cameo actually. Yeah, I don't okay. remember. Yeah, yes. he had he had a cameo. But um, this I think this is one of his first like dramas that he had like a main lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be wrong, but I I would say like because his character is like the the normal human in here <laughs> but he his chemistry with iu like i think they, they just complement each other very very oh. well like i think you'll really love their dynamic in terms of so is the, he just like a normal guy that died and he has to go to this hotel no no so basically he's alive but oh he, through fate and destiny he is somehow the uh operations manager of this magical hotel and oh, he's basically so basically how it worked is like he's like the the one person on the staff that's actually like alive because everyone else oh, including like the other staff in this hotel are they're supposed to be spirits because they're kind of like in this weird in between between being mm. alive and dead so like he kind of like in a way a lot of ways he's kind of like the bridge between life and death because he's the one who's like still alive and kind of has you know, he has his own thing while being able to see all of these dead people around, which by the way, um, that that is covered very quickly in the show. And I think you'll really enjoy how he discovers it because it's genuinely one of the funniest things I've seen in the show. Okay. So, so yeah, um, there's all of that. Um, and also, I guess to add to that as well, um, OST for this drama is very, very good. Um, in my notes, I mentioned that Taeon did an OST for this uh, and yeah. generally for K-dramas. Um, yeah, she's kind of a queen. Yeah, I mean, like, if Taeyeon is doing an OST for your show, that means it's good. Right. <laughs> and at worst, it's decent. Right. <laughs> Best yes. case scenario, it's amazing, yeah. and it's, like, up right. in the levels of, like, crash landing on you. But, right. you know, it, it just gives you any idea of just how, like, how good the drama is. And it's definitely a concept that's very... Very, very, very interesting. And it was a success in Korea. And I also added this to my notes as well, but there's also a reason why um, I, I forgot which American company took on took it on, but one of the American um, entertainment companies basically um, made a commitment to make an American remake of the drama. So oh, wow. that'll interesting. be very interesting to see. Um, they will... I think... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see when that comes out because I think, um, I think out of all of the K dramas that you could like make the switch over to like America, I think this one definitely has a lot of potential. Like it has, okay. like, because like you know, I mean, like I know for most dramas, sometimes it doesn't really work, but I think it with the way it's structured, it could definitely turn into something like The Good Doctor, for example, which was a K drama in the past. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. Yeah, so there's interesting. Lee Do Hyun is in this show. I love him. Oh yeah, I did know that. Yeah, we love him. Oh yeah, Dio's in the show. Yeah, he's great. He's funny. He's he's really funny in the show. Um, but yeah. Um, but the next drama is well, this one is a historical drama, and part of the reason why I have this on on um this list is well for one it was the first drama i ever watched and mm-hmm. also um as you will well, as you have you know have heard in the intro um kim terry's in it 
And right. both of my guests today are very big fans of her. So love her. Very recent conversion, in. but new converts, new converts might need to watch the show now because of it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's like let's get into the show. So Mr. Sunshine is a story of a Korean boy from a poor family who ha- who ends up in the United States after the 1871 Shimmyang oh god Shin Shimmyang Shin Yang incident god I don't know so that I'm so sorry yeah you got it <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but like ret- returns to his homeland during a historical turning point in Korea's history now an officer with the American military he's a marine um, Eugene falls in love with Asian an aristocrat's daughter and discovers a dark scheme to colonize um, the kingdom of Joseon or Korea from which he once fled. Um, oh. So Asian tries to figure out if Eugene is a friend and they wonder what the word love means. So, you know, this is a love story. It is. Yeah. But it's also, as I already mentioned already, it is a historical drama as it covers how um, the Joseon um, kingdom or you know, modern in Korea, basically got um, overthrown and taken over by the Japanese, which is a very, you know, mm. I don't know if you guys um, you know, have read up on um, this time in Korean history, but it is a very, unfortunately, very dark, mm-hmm. dark period of Korean history for a lot of reasons. Um, and mm. it is something that is the backdrop of a show like this. Now, I will say just in general, um, this drama is an absolute masterpiece in so many ways. Um, I mean, just to speak on it on a more technical level, like the, the, the sets, the shots that you see in this show are just gorgeous. Like oftentimes I would, I would kind of like, it, it kind of messes with my head a little bit because sometimes the way, with the way like the drama is shot, it looks like an art piece. Like it genuinely looks like an art piece. Like it, it is just there's just so much eye candy to look at, just in terms of like the way, like, like I'm not even talking about the actors too. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's just actors in general, too, like, though. Actors, it looks like the. Actors oh, I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm getting to them, Maddie. Right. On. <laughs> Don't jump ahead, Madison. But, sorry, sorry, but yeah, sorry. like I mean, like they, there's a there's just so much beauty in the show, and it's great. And from also from a historical perspective, it is based on a real event in a mm-hmm. in a Korean history um now story-wise um admittedly um this show is a lot longer than your normal k-drama coming in at a whopping 25 episodes which is a lot yes <laughs> yeah it, there's a good reason for that though it is a good there is a good reason for that though and it's mm. because with the way the story is it is definitely a slow burner but it immerses you in the world that this drama is set in. Like it, it, it makes you go right in. Like you, you feel, I think it honestly, like for like the first 10 episodes, you're just getting acquainted with everything that is going on in the show. Mm-hmm. And you feel, I guess this sense of rapport with all of the characters, honestly, because that's mm-hmm. how I felt, but mm-hmm. it, it sets up for what is a very dramatic show. And it is definitely a show that while it is slow, it is definitely something that is worth it in a lot of ways. Um, and part of that is just the characters that you see in the show. Um, like I already mentioned already, like you, you get to have like this intimate connection with 
the story and its characters. And also, honestly, all of the characters in this show are so interesting in so many ways. Um, they're also really memorable as well. Like I, some of my favorite characters in any K drama still come from the show, and I've watched yeah. this like like three years ago now. Like they're okay. they're very memorable. Like they're like yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love these characters a lot, and I it it, it it's just really great to see them in the show. I mean, just to start off, I mean, um, Lee Byung Un um, is as who is the main lead. Um, he's in he's really really good as Eugene. And I say this because he, Eugene plays a very interesting character in the show in that he is the very, he's kind of like the unicorn in the show because he's like the one Korean American in the whole show. Okay. Like his character is Korean American, which is very unique right. at this time. Like it's like the 1800s, right. like, you know, that's, you don't really see that in abundance yet, but it's very interesting to see, you know, his character because he I guess in a lot of ways kind of represents the Korean American experience in terms of uh, how he basically is an orphan from his poor family. He finds himself on a ship to the US. He, I guess in a lot of ways, he lives the American dream. He becomes like, he's part of the military. And then he comes back as an Americanized Korean. And it's mm. very, very interesting because you see so much like, culture culture shock for him because Mm -hmm. even with the way he interacts with like all of the other characters who are in Korea right they're they're kind of taken aback by him as well because he he acts very American like if you see like the posters of the show he is the American man like he looks American he acts American he is Mr. America like he's that's kind of what he is but yet at the same time he's still Korean (laughs) and like people are not used to that like all of the Koreans who are like meeting him like they're not used to that because they they have all of these other like customs and stuff that you know you you kind of like expect one like Eugene to understand and respect but at the same time he doesn't really know that as much or he kind of forgot Mm -hmm. because he's lived in America for so long but (laughs) You know, it, it creates a very interesting dynamic. And as you as you will see in the show, he has arguably a very important role. So there's all of that. But now the other main lead, which I'm sure you guys are very excited about, is yeah. Kim Tae-ri. And she plays Asian. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, this drama was technically her debut drama in terms of having like a lead role and whatnot. Um, apparently she did like a, a cameo in like some other drama, but like that's kind of besides the point. But this okay. drama is really kind of like her debut in my opinion, but mm. she's outstanding in this mm. show. Now, just to give you some context on her career, um, up until this point, um, she's only, she only started movies. Um, arguably all of them up until this point were quite, serious films like there were a lot of like historical films that she was in i mean her debut in general was a movie called the handmaiden which was um it's kind of wild to think about but she basically played an lgbt character lgbt character she basically Uh, because the the movie that she was in for her debut was like a lesbian romance which is like wild for like a debut but like she did that and that was highly acclaimed. So she already had all of this like reputation as a very, very impressive artist, 
impressive um, act- actress mm-hmm. at this point, but she is outstanding in the show because um, she just portrays her character who's supposed to be like this serious, very serious character incredibly well. And I'm sure for you guys, because I know um, as we're recording this, I'm sure you guys are watching dramas like um, 25 and 21. And as you see mm-hmm. in this show, um, Kim Tae-ri is someone who is a teenage goofball in that mm-hmm. show. In this show, she is the complete opposite. She is a freedom fighter. She's a very serious character who is, well, as you see in the show, she will be inevitably fighting for her country's sovereignty. Um, she is a badass in this show. Um, she is, at times, kind of like a cold-blooded killer, let's be, to be totally honest. Like her is. Like she, she, she is like a complete 180 to the character that you're seeing now in 25. Interesting. And for me, it just shows me that she's in a like a ridiculously talented act- actress because, like, for me, like watching a show like Twenty Five and Twenty One is such a such a like, culture shock for me because I'm so used so used to seeing her in such in like serious shows oh, like serious it. roles like that's literally all she's done. Mm. for most of her career so far i would never have guessed that seeing her yeah like when you honestly when you see the film and not not the film but the drama mm-hmm. you will be shocked in the way that she portrays asian because she is not what you expect at all yeah because her comedic timing in 25 21 is like excellent. yeah she's so funny yeah like um question yes is there a big age gap between that's the what characters? i was wondering um well, or is it just the actors themselves? The twenty-year. I mean, okay, yeah. between the actors, like in real life, yes, because at the yeah. time, um, Asian was because this came out in twenty eighteen. So Asian was like twenty seven when this came out, and yeah. then uh, Lee Byung Un was like, uh, I think like late like forties, late forties or something. He's fifty one right now. He's fifty one yeah. now, and she's thirty. So now. yeah, I mean, like. It is kind of weird, but like it's not really like it doesn't feel weird in the show. Okay. If that makes sense. I didn't know. Like, if, like, I like in the it, show. Yeah, Kim doesn't. But. Well, I just didn't know if in the show he was like supposed to be forty-seven. She was like in her twenties. Like I didn't know if it was like that. Yeah, I mean, in the show, like I don't think there's that. I mean, the age gap, I don't think is that. Much okay, I was just curious. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like it's not that much, but it's just like okay. in real life it is. But I will say, speaking on that, um. The romance that they have is probably one of the most understated romances that you will ever see in a K-drama for a lot of reasons. Um, for me, like after watching the show, like out of all of the shows I've watched, it is definitely one of the most endearing and intense romances that I've ever seen in a K-drama. And I know that's saying, but those are big statements to say, right? Yeah, those but are big words. It's because... With the way it's written, it feels more intense because you don't see much of it. But like it's like it's like one of those things that's like in the background, but like it just comes up every every so often. And okay. it, it feels very endearing that way. I guess the I guess the phrase less is more is quite mm-hmm. appropriate here. Because yeah. You, yeah. Like for one, I mean, like this is not really a spoiler, but you don't see a kiss scene in the show. 
Oh. No oh, yeah. oh yet, interesting. Yet, I say these things that it's one of the best romances I've seen, which I think says a wow. lot to Joe's writing, which I think, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it because I've watched it already, but I think for any, you know, anyone who's interested in this show, you'll like it because of how intense it is without actually being or, or without using like the normal like K-drama romance tropes that you normally see because you don't see them in the You do not. You don't see them. Wow. Okay. And, Interesting. Good to know. Yeah. And I think it's also, it, it kind of comes from the fact that this show is like a slow burner because mm-hmm. all of the relationships, all the storylines you see is in like, I kind of compare it to like seeing, like making something in a slow cooker. Mm. Like everything like slowly like cooks over like a period of like 12 hours or more. And that's kind of how all of these things that you uh-huh. see in the show kind of develop into. So, mm. you know, it's definitely something that starts slow, develops slow, but is unbelievably wonderful and delicious in so many ways. Okay. <laughs> all right. And I think outside of the main um, leads, um, because I'm 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 basically just um, making my case for you guys to watch the show so I can <laughs> right, see the review right, on right. your show because I I haven't seen like a well maybe there's someone out there who's done it but I haven't seen anyone do a podcast review of the show so I'm I actually kind of want someone to do it because I kind of oh. I don't think Kim's gonna watch the show <laughs> yeah I don't know I could be talked into it for Kim Titty though yeah yeah <laughs> I mean but she's a queen of course. But outside of those two, there is one other character in the show that is up there with being infamous and being one of my favorite anti-heroes in a K-drama ever. Oh, okay. Um, so this we'll have a good anti-hero. So this character is named Gu Dong Mei. Um, if you know the sh- if you've seen the show, you know who he is. But he's played by Yu Yon Suk, who is also one of my favorite actors in the industry as well, but he plays a, okay, how should I say this? Because it's very, he has a very complicated, he's, like, his character as a concept is very complicated, but he plays a Korean who is a Japanese collaborator. Ah. He's like, um, he's kind of like the Korean equivalent of Yakuza because he, that's kind of what he is. Um, his character is actually part of like a, there's actually historical context to it. Um, his character was part of a society that ha- that existed during this period, time period, where they basically collaborated with the Japanese and they were kind of responsible in um, taking down the Korean government at the time. But that's like a whole other thing. But, mm-hmm. but I say that he, this this character is one of my favorite anti-heroes is because of how should I say this like I guess there's just something so alluring about a brooding character and Mm -hmm. and someone who is so intriguing in so many ways and like he's like a very like influential character in the show but like he's just he's a very badass character let's put it that way like Mm -hmm. he's yeah he's like really really good did they write him in a way that like makes you still kind of feel for him even though yes. he's bad yes he like did. that kind of character yeah. okay because like, those are I, good I, like i can't say more because it would spoil the show yeah but it's definitely um 
what you're talking about, Kim, because he's definitely mm-hmm. an anti-hero that you will sympathize for by the end. Okay, and interesting. Wonderful. Yeah, because that's good writing when they can do that. It's yeah. like a terrible character who you like want to hate, but you like still somehow are like, oh, but I feel so bad for you. And I can kind of understand where you're coming from. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because I mean, in the show, actually, like when it was airing, um, his character actually was controversial because hmm. I mean, as I mentioned already, he's a Korean collaborator for the Japanese. He's right. That in of itself is very controversial. And it it actually was pretty big news when it came out in Korea back way back in 2018. Like it got to the point where they there were people literally like petitioning the government to cancel the show because of how controversial it was because it was showing a collaborator and it's you know again very nasty history, very complicated history yeah. with that. But it it did get to that point. But it shows you just how brilliant the writing is because at the end you end up sympathizing for someone like that. So Ah, that in general is very very interesting yeah Um, love a good anti-hero for sure yeah there's so much to like about him and that's part of the reason why i really like the show it's just this is so good it's such a masterful art piece in a lot of ways and i think the story while something that is definitely very long is something that i will never forget because the story is so impactful on you like this Mm. is the kind of show where um, this isn't really spoilers, but on the internet, like I've seen people react to the show and they're, it's the kind of show that leaves you ugly crying that way. Oh. Like okay. for most people I've seen, they've either felt really sad or they're just bawling and crying because it's, okay. because it's definitely a show where it is definitely a tragedy um, because, well, that's kind of the history at the time, but right. it's, definitely something that is emotional in a lot of ways and you know you get connected to a lot of you feel like this connection with a lot of the characters so um there's all of that hopefully you guys um, watch the show um but yeah it's a really it's a really 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 good show um admittedly it's long but it's really really good but um moving on to the last drama that i have on my list it is a show that is very close to my heart because I've watched it for the past two years and it is wonderful. This is so wonderful. It I is also a show. really want I want to watch this show too. <laughs> I mean, this show in a hospital playlist is a show that honestly, on paper, you wouldn't think that this show would be like happy or funny in any way, because it's literally about right. the day-to-day lives of five doctors working at a hospital. Right. Like you would think, okay, this will either be Definitely serious or something this along those lines, but this ridiculous. But what you end up getting is a medical drama that ends up being very wholesome and just incredibly cheesy in terms of how they show slice of life because it is funny, arguably like sitcom level of funny (laughs) at times. And it is wonderful. Like it is so good i mean like i think i think part of the reason why i say this is because like i think the drama specifically kind of focuses more on the five leads in the show like and how like their friendship has kind of like endured like throughout the show because you know they they're they're all doctors like they're super busy um they they they're like 
they're basically like doctors who have been friends for like decades because they all went to mm. school together like they kept in touch and all that and you know this is this show is a thing because they all managed to find their way to work at the same hospital and it you get to see their friendship on full display and yeah. it is wonderful um mm. I think also speaking on that as well, um, there's also a really good degree of realism as well in the show. Um, because I know like there's kind of like a reputation in terms of medical dramas where they can either be really serious but realistic or they mm. can be serious but it's not even close to being realistic at all. It's kind of just ridiculous. But ah. this show actually surprisingly has a lot of realism. Like, there's literally been doctors who have praised the show because it actually shows realistic situations that happen in a hospital. So wow. there's all of that, which yeah. combined with like the slice of life stuff makes for a very, 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 very interesting show because it, I think it's really unique in that regard. Um, it's like a slow burn romance too, right? Like a super slow burn. Oh yeah. So since I'm talking about like these five doctors who are like five friends, um, you do see um every character, like, at least every main lead, go through like their own like love line at some point in the show. Um, some are more slow burners than others. Um, okay. All of them are very cute, very heart swooning in a lot of ways. I think you guys really enjoy it because like the dramas are. I mean, they're realistic, but they also have those those classic like K drama tropes that we all know and love, and they uh-huh. do know, by yeah. the way. So there's all of that. Um, in my yeah. notes, um, I don't know if you guys have read it, but some of the love stories in the show are genuinely one of the most satisfying that I've seen personally. Um, there is like one love line in particular, which, I mean, this FYI, this has two seasons, twelve episodes each. But there is one okay. that is a slow burn for two seasons. And mm. it leads to one of the most satisfying confession scenes I have ever seen. Oh. I, think I've seen I think I've seen the confession scene on YouTube. I'm not going to oh. lie. Him. I don't want to. It was so good, though. It is. I, feel like I, would, I feel like I would love it even more if I watched the whole thing. Yes, you will. It is honestly like the way that that specific scene plays out is one of the best I have ever seen. It is amazing. Yeah. Oh, and it yeah. it makes waiting for this love line to happen so worth it because you literally okay. see it grow and cook in front of your eyes for like 24 <laughs> episodes. I'm not even kidding. Like it is, yeah. it is incredible. That makes it so much better sometimes. I really yeah. We do love a good slow burn. I feel like Hospital Playlist is right up our alley. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We, one, we've one, thought one. about watching it. So I think we eventually will. I mean, I 100, love it. 100%. Like, you will love it for so many reasons. Like, there's, like, I think since I'm talking about just how, like, good, like, the love lines are and stuff, like, I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that the, the cast in this specific show is, like, the ensemble. I'm, like, I'm talking, like, the ensemble of actors mm-hmm. in this show is one of the best I've seen in a K-drama. Like, it... Everything just works with this ensemble. Like it, mm-hmm. it works. Like, the, like I'm sure. Like once you see, like even like the first two episodes of the show, you will you will understand what I'm talking about. In that, 
like the chemistry between all of them is off the charts. It is ridiculous. Like they, like they, they gel together so well to the point where like you feel like you can watch them in anything. Like, like just making dinner together or something. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like they make that yeah. entertaining. Yeah, right. But like that, that's impressive. Like there's there's a reason why like like out like outside of the drama itself, like this cast has done so much variety <laughs> to promote Ooh. the show. It's ridiculous. Like there's literally <laughs> like there's like multiple series on YouTube, like showing them doing like variety stuff. There's mm-hmm. like I can link it to you later, like if you watch it. Yeah, like, we love good variety stuff. I like, love variety they are, stuff. <laughs> they are so good. Like you will not you you will not be able to stop watching them because they have like part of I guess part of the reason why I say that is because like in between like their actual characters that they play and their real life selves there's honestly not much different between them. Mm. Like this is like the kind of thing where it, it, it's almost as if the producers of this show, like realized that all of these actors are like already like in a really strong friend group. And they just decided, Oh, Hey, um, let's just hire all these people because they have really good chemistry and they hired all of them. Like that's right. You can literally say that for a show like this because everyone feels like they're, like they've been friends for ages. It's ridiculous. It kind of sounds like Friends, the show, like, but in a hospital. Yeah. Oh yeah. But not as crazy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, a little wacky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I yeah, that's actually a really good comparison. Actually, like, the only difference is that this one is a bit more. I guess the realism is there too because it does show yeah. like. Yeah, Friends gen- is wacky, but like yeah. the chemistry is there. Yeah, like yeah. they they like to balance like all the wackiness. Like they do like show like a lot of like genuinely really serious situations because it is a hospital mm-hmm. um, yeah arguably you might cry at some of them too because they're some parts are just really sad but at the same time that is kind of the reality of being a doctor mm-hmm. like that, that yeah happens. for sure so yeah you know there's there's all of that and i think i guess to, to cap off all of that as well um there's also a musical element to this show as well yes love that so that's called playlist yeah because so basically like without spoiling anything so as a hobby all of these doctors basically i guess they started this like like back when they were in college i guess but they all play in a band together (gasps) yes this is madison's dream show this is literally my dream show kim can you watch it please yeah like you and they they play like I get this is kind of like um, the producer's like quirk as well. Um, if you don't know, like the producer's name is Shin Wano. Um, he's like he's produced like shows like the Reply series, um, Prison, mm. um, Playbook, I believe, okay. and, like, other shows. And he kind of uh-huh. has this thing where like he he like shows slice of life, but at the same time, like they it kind of revolves around like music from I guess from times when he was younger. So like basically. Uh-huh the 90s so what you Ah. end up seeing is that a lot like a lot of the songs that the band plays is remakes of very popular or famous like songs from like the 90s and 2000s in korea so it they're all done really really well and i also should say as well um i think everyone on the cast like the main cast has musical theater experience um, they mm. all know how to play instruments, which is probably okay. why they were able to pull off a drama like this. So yeah, yeah that's um, kind of gutsy having them be in a band. <laughs> like, I mean, they, there's literally like behind the scenes stuff where they 
they, there's literally like behind the scenes stuff of them practicing. They literally hired like Aww. instructors to help them. Um, I think um one of the characters who played um Dr. Sungwa, who plays um who's played by Jong Mi Do. Um, I don't think she. I don't think she had experience with bass, but basically she learned it for the show. So she learned it in like six months for this what? show. Okay, wow. So yeah, um, I mean, I, I and I say all of this as like a really big compliment because honestly, most times whenever a show does something like this, it's either really good or it's a disaster. There's like no in between. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And this yeah. one yeah. is a definite win. It is yeah. fantastic. And I think you'll generally love their performances as well because they're all really, really good. Okay. So, I think yeah. we're talked into it. We'll, do, we'll have to do it at some point. I was already convinced. I'm even more convinced. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you will love the show. It'd be a good, a good springtime drama for us. Oh, yeah. It is definitely a really good springtime drama. Yes. Sounds fun. We'll see. Because, Madison, our spring is already crazy. Well, summer. Viewing. Summer drama. Okay. We'll late, late spring. Like I mean, May, maybe. It, yeah. It's a sh- it's a shorter K drama than normal, so you can definitely fit it in like whenever. So, wait, how many episodes again? It's twelve each, so twenty. How long episodes. are the How long are the episodes? Okay. okay, so I know for the first season they would go maybe a little bit above an hour. Okay, uh-huh. we can. And do then that. like season two, I guess I don't know. They wanted to cram everything in, <laughs> so like there's some shows, especially like later on, where it's like. Oh hey, we're just gonna drop like a two-hour show on you as a finale. <laughs> yeah, but but everyone's into it because they love the show at that point. So yeah, yeah. I'm not like I yeah. didn't complain. Most people did not complain, and I think you'll really enjoy yeah. it. So yeah, I'm pre- Crash Landing's finale is like is like two hours long. Yeah. yeah, I did not complain one bit. Yeah, that's true actually. So I don't think yeah. the length will be at for will be an issue for you by that okay. point. So yeah, um, there's all of that. Um, hopefully i hope to god like honestly out of all of the dramas that i've recommended to you on this show already i hope you guys do this one and okay. sunshine because this one this one especially is really good i okay i have like because i know because once you watch the show you will watch all of the montages related to this show you will, will watch i be them. like youtubing everything every yes behind yes the you will yeah all the variety yes shows. you will oh. yeah. yes oh, you great. will Right, you right. will and you'll be a, you'll be <laughs> obsessed by it for months because i'm yeah, our so- friend kathy loves it my, kathy yeah loves my best friend show. kathy is obsessed and she's like watch hospital playlist yes you will do your friend a favor by watching the show because she, <laughs> yeah. will, she will fangirl about this show as much as i She'll am she'll be very excited though. yeah isn't it her favorite show of all time it's one of her favorites yes yeah 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 like okay. it it says a lot when because because they did variety like post show like after like the whole show was complete like Mm -hmm. you know it's a good show when all of the actors involved in this show are absolutely devastated that they don't they that they can't act in this show anymore put it out yeah they like like some of them were like in the variety show that they've done afterwards like they some of them kind of cry like they they, like shed tears because they can't do the show anymore i mean Outside of like even the actor stuff, like they just miss like they they just miss hanging having, out, yeah. yeah. Like, and that, that should just tell you just how good of a show this actually is. That's so, awesome. um, yeah. there's all of that. But before we head into the Soulmate Pods list of shows to recommend, we are gonna take a quick break because 
I mean, this has been long already, but um, <laughs> so after the break, uh, we will continue on with the show. But until then, enjoy the wonders that is the Anchor Podcast platform. So be back in a bit. All right, we are back. So um, now is the other half of this list, and we this is the Soulmates Podcast part of the list. So um, Kim or Maddie, uh, take it away. Uh, what is the first drama that you're going to recommend? Hey, y'all. We are recommending five dramas as well. And our first drama is Our Beloved Summer that just came out. We love this drama. We loved this one so much. We love it. Kim, Have you seen it? No, but I've heard a lot okay. of good things about it. Oh, oh, we need to convince you. It's so good. Yes, please be, please convince me. I've pitched for like an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Kim, start us off on the basic plot. Well, before I get to the basic plot, I feel like one of the biggest reasons to watch this show is like the star power of the two main leads. Yeah. Just like they're so, they're just, I mean, they're superstars, right? Like Cheyu Sheik and Kim Dami, like they're experienced. They know what they're doing. They, yeah. They've worked together before. So they have amazing they're, chemistry. They hold to their characters really strong. Yes, I yes. Think, um, Choi Woo Sheik's character is one of the most like, uh, what's the <laughs> word? Just like iconic? Um, almost yeah, like he's iconic. Easy-esque, kind of like interesting male lead that's not smooth at all. And Yeah, so he's like funny. the opposite of your classic k-drama male lead where he's like dorky and awkward and petty yes loki kind of uh, can kind of have like a like he kind of is a female at times i'm like what are you doing like she like is just walking around getting her stuff done it's great yeah i think that is fun like that is a fun reason to watch it is they've kind of flipped the gender stereotypes from k-dramas oh yeah where she's like not the aggressor I guess but kind of in a way yeah Yeah. also okay we can jump into the basic plot so the basic plot is they're in high school they meet in high school and they're the top student and the worst student in their grade so she's the top student and he's the worst student and they're forced to film this documentary together about like the top student helping out the worst student so they hate each other because he's like has no ambition and she's like the valedictorian of her class Right. But eventually they, they fall in love and start dating and after, just right after they film it so when they're in high school yeah. so even well, while they're filming they're like kind of falling for each other so they fall in love and then they have this huge breakup and hate each other's guts and in the present they get reconnected because a the documentary people want to do like a reunion documentary that checks in with them 10 years later because their original went viral and now everyone on the internet are like what are those two up to and her marketing company wants to like to use or partner with him. He's an artist in the present and they want to partner with him on this project. So like in multiple arenas in their present life, they're forced yeah. to work together, but they hate each other. And but the they irony, actually don't. The, oh, right. The irony is that she was like the valid Victorian going to get stuff done. But when they're, I don't know, what, how old are they? 28? Um, yeah, it's 10 years like, later, I think. She's like, kind of successful but like not living the dream she's not the ceo of anything she like works at this firm and he is like this famous artist because he just always drew and but he doesn't want the fame and he like doesn't care <laughs> but he's like really famous yeah he like paints under a pseudonym yes so no one yeah. knows who he is right so that's so it's like a pretty basic set plot setup like there's not it's not like this right. huge elaborate thing but right it, so that's why i say i feel like the strength of the show is the chemistry between the two whether yes. they're like bickering 
or both being like equally devastated about like certain aspects of the breakup or both like making hard eyes at each other it's just like so believable in the draw of this show to me so I will say like where this show it doesn't have a lot of like oh my gosh jaw-dropping plot moments it's very approachable and very normal and not hard to watch um but the filming and the music and the storytelling Mm -hmm. are phenomenal they are so good I cried a lot in the second half of the show yeah because of the way they tell the story and they put the right songs over the right scenes and you're like what and I, I think there's a lot and there's a lot of time jump in not a lot but there's like some time jump in this show going back to high school back to present day and I never felt confused like I felt like the writers always included me in on everything like I yeah. never was like what wait what's happening and some shows make you feel confused like you missed out on something like did I miss something but like this show I never felt like I missed anything and I I recommend it to all of my friends who've never watched k-dramas and I don't think they've watched it yet but I'm like you really would like it it's really just good yeah TV. <laughs> And going off that too, I feel like one of the reasons that you feel like you're not missing anything, we kind of talked about this in our review of this show, is that they film it in a way that it's almost like, it's a show about a documentary, but they kind of film it like on a meta like level, like it's a documentary, because every episode is narrated by a different character throughout the episode. So they're telling you directly, like how they feel and how they felt back then and how they feel now and they do like a lot of full circle moments within episodes so like we'll start with a flashback and then it will circle to a moment in the present and that character is narrating through all the storylines so Mm -hmm. it's almost it almost feels like it's a documentary yeah which is genius it is genius um and the 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 storylines that really got me were a lot about our, our leading males like family and his family dynamic and relationship with his parents and all that like that's what really got me crying yeah so like that's you know as somebody like me who I I kind of have a hard time balancing a bunch of storylines in a show and I usually might lose interest I didn't lose interest in any of these storylines I really kept up with them and really enjoyed every character so that being said I mean on that note there's a really great supporting cast as well um and a great like little secondary love story that's like pretty subtle there's two secondary love stories there's two yeah oh yeah oh yeah there's two and they're they're very very subtle but we live for it yeah there's a crazy best friend you gotta love the crazy best friend with she got a little nuna romance going on there she like meets like this younger guy and it's adorable and then madison's um, dream in my dream oh the hits and um and uh the 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 secondary cast there's like the the producer who does the filming you know of course he's like in love with our lead but then he finally realizes there's a really good option that also right is right in front of him so yeah it's it's pretty like standard there's not like crazy like how it's not like that was a revolutionary idea for plot but it's just still such a good show yeah the OST yeah. really brings it home. I mean, B, B from BTS is like the yeah. headliner and his is great. And it's then the, so- t- the the song they use for like the intro title credits is also great. I mean, it's, the whole thing is great, but those I are the two standouts, OST I would say. All the time. Like yeah. in the car, while brushing my teeth. I love the OST. It's really good. And if I have to like actually cry in real life, I put on the OST and then it gets really- <laughs> <laughs> super moody. Oh my God. Whatever, I mean, Kim. 
Like that's how you know a drama is good if you just you're just crying on command with an OST. I literally hear the song and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I will also say, it probably has one of the best filmed kiss scenes I have ever seen. Yeah. And- You'll see when you watch it why it's so good. It's not like overly intense or anything, but it's like no, intimate no, no. and just like beautiful. The way they told the story, you, you really can't understand yeah. unless you watch it, but like the episode eight kiss, I rewatched that scene so many times, not because of the kiss, because of the filming and because of the music. And because you'll see, it's it's yeah. really like the lighting, the, the, scenery, the lighting, the, the editing. We can't go into more detail now, yeah. but it's really well done because the kiss is actually are very understated in the show. So yeah, they're not, they don't take the main stage. Spicy. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're not very spicy. So um, yeah. I mean, that's 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 great to hear because generally in K dramas, you only have this one type of kiss where it's the unexpected one. And like, yeah, it's so like like I understand why it's a thing, but like I'm like, oh my god, can you can I actually have like a legit love a kiss? Yeah. Song for once? Are you talking about like the one where like the guy will like yank her arm back and just like oh, kiss her out of nowhere? Yes, that one, that one. Oh yeah. my god, that happens that, so it's much. It's like, like oh. no, this is this kiss scene. Like the every element of the scene that wasn't the kiss is what stole the. It was what made the scene so good. Yeah, it's it's epic. It's it's pretty epic. There's yeah. a set, there's several scenes in our beloved summer that I literally like just watch and I'm like that was. The most amazing television I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Give them both all the awards, so, honestly. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. I mean, that's all the good science to me because I mean, I'm honestly, I'm convinced. I'm gonna, I mean, it, it was watch- on my list, honestly, of dramas to watch, but I guess I have to watch it now because I'm I'm in. Like you you really should. It yeah. kind of on us. We watched well, Kim watched it in lifetime, and then I binged it right after um i didn't know it was going to be as good as it was until it was well i didn't watch the first two like until like a couple like the first six i think had come out and i like Um, had seen a few tweets about it and people were really enjoying it i know who i knew who both of the leads were but i didn't really know much about the plot or anything and then one night like it was right before christmas break i was like maybe i'll just try it and i watched the first two episodes and was like this plot setup is amazing like the documentary and the different like there's three main timelines like the high school timeline the kind of in between where they're dating and then break up and then the current and like maddie said they like do each so well that you never are questioning like what timeline are we in and it's very clear like what events happened Mm -hmm. in what timeline and it's just all around a masterpiece like the opening credits are so yeah yeah we never skipped the opening credits i love like, the opening credits like, the feels well and also they didn't release that whole song like the opening credits song yeah. until the very end so i was like this is the only time i get to hear it because it wasn't on spotify yet <laughs> love that song. <laughs> so yeah it was great oh yeah so yeah. also yeah. watch it it's on netflix so very easy to watch yeah. just your yeah. basic 16 episode k-drama yep. about an hour each yeah. yeah yeah they're like 59 minutes yep. yeah i think okay yep sorry what were you gonna say oh i mean i was just gonna say that like for me like i'm I'm not like that familiar with the cast like the only reason i know Choi wushik is because of parasite like you mentioned in your notes and yeah also yeah. that one cameo that he did on a day six music video <laughs> i heard I didn't know that. that yeah, yeah. like they're uh for day it's six's so um his debut <laughs> 
their debut song called Congratulations. He's the main star in their music video. Yeah, <laughs> you can go look so at funny. it. Literally, you'll recognize him the moment you see it. Like it's, yeah. it's funny. That's like the only like form of media that I've seen where like it's I guess he's supposed to play like a romantic character, I guess. So I think so. I mean, it'll definitely be interesting for me. So yeah, I knew him because of the Wooga Squad, and I had never seen him in anything. <laughs> <laughs> the Wooga Squad, I'm dead. Okay. Okay. Next show. Okay, you've seen Startup, right? Is this the one yes. show you've seen? Yes, on I've seen list? Startup. Okay. Yep. Yep. Y'all, okay. About the show. Startup's a freaking banger. I'm just gonna Startup say it. The best shows I've ever seen. Episode one, a banger. The whole thing, a banger. Like a banger. Just... Every single episode, a banger. But I will say, K dramas don't always hook you right away. Startup has an exceptionally good first episode. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred in all the characters, all yeah. the storylines. Even though they don't even introduce one of the characters for until like two seconds left in the first episode, True. you're invested. True. That, that's it's why, like, sound like I almost have to watch episode one and two together because I'm like, I need more Nandosan. You yeah. know, like give me more of that. So I just like immediately jumped episode two, like immediately. So. The basic plot is there's this love triangle and Maddie and I can we're on two very different sides of this love triangle (laughs) which makes it very interesting we still fight about it a lot um so our main girl played by Bae Susie who is a legend um she's also acted with like so many great male leads I'm like she really gets around like you go Susie what a queen yeah um (laughs) And also, she started in K-pop, so you know yeah, what? Another, along with IU, another girl that made it. Yeah. Um, so her character, she had a childhood pen pal, and she's in love with the said pen pal, but she's never met him. Right. And she, through a series of events, tries to track him down in the present and finds this boy, but doesn't realize that her pen pal, like, used a different name. Right. So she is like kind of balancing these two boys like one is her actual pen pal but she doesn't know he was her pen pal and one mm-hmm. is the guy she thinks was her pen pal but was has just like gotten has, he has the actual name of the pen yeah, pal. yeah yeah and both guys are in love with her and she's falling in love with the guy who has the name but isn't actually her pen pal mm-hmm. yes and the whole thing revolves around the idea of like startup companies and trying to like achieve your dreams and goals as a young person who yeah. doesn't really know what they're doing which yeah. relatable you know Lots like, of still relatable. For, like us in our mid-20s it's just yes. very relatable yes yes so. and so, yeah. I think this show like I mean correct both of you can correct me if I'm wrong in saying this but I feel pretty confident in saying this is like probably the biggest case of second lead syndrome like in all history of k-dramas like oh, yeah, definitely. the response definitely. for this character like people were like petitioning the show because they were so mad. Startup he didn't get the goal. Incredibly polarizing. Um, yeah. I've had friends. I've had people be like, "I can't finish it because I like Good Boy so much." So Good Boy's the name of um, the the nickname for the real pen pal who doesn't get the girl because she falls in love with this other guy. Um, but he's the one who actually wrote all the letters, you know. And so I've actually had people tell me like, "I can't finish the show because I know Good Boy's not <laughs> like I'm that invested." I'm like, "You can't be that invested." Like. Cause, but I'm like, I'm a non-Dosan girl. Like I love Dosan. So um, I was like, I'm not that bothered. But Kim got very emotional about, she loves a good boy. Well, I think that's like the beauty in the writing is that each character, you like equally cheer for them. So I don't yeah. even know that I'm like, I'm team good boy in the sense that like, 
I want to see him happy because he has this like devastating backstory that they like basically spend all of like two episodes in the beginning like investing you in and then you're just like oh my gosh you're the second lead and this can't be good for you um but yeah like I just think the I mean the main three like Nam Ji Hyuk Kim um Sanho and Bae Suzy they just like they they're all so amazing in the show because each character has like all these nuances and they like each kind of have a front that they put on but then all these motivations and backstory for why they are the way that they are and what's driving them in the current um they're all lovable and you're like you're literally all lovable and none of you deserve this like amazing female lead like she's just awesome so (laughs) it's just like yeah, what Maddie's actually, she's not even Team Dosan. She's Team... I'm Team Dalmi. Yeah, she's she just so loves Dalmi. Cool. Like also, bonus. another yeah. extreme statement, but I think maybe one of the best K-drama harmonies of all time. Like, come on. Harmony is 10 out of 10, yes. Yeah, like the real MVP of the whole show is Harmony. Is so grandma. We love a good love K-drama harmony. Um, pretty good music. Um, just uh, started with one of those shows that I will literally just go and watch one of the episodes yeah like, I watched the episode yeah I'll just be like I'm just gonna watch episode seven today and I'll just watch episode seven <laughs> and I, I literally watch the hackathon like over and over again <laughs> like yeah I, 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 I hardly do that for any other k-drama ever yeah but I literally yeah. last watched like episode 10 randomly because I just and I've watched this show multiple times yeah. and it's yeah. great every single time so um and Kim kind of wrote this in our notes here but like it's it's filmed really well because almost almost every single scene I'm interested because it revolves around our main characters. It doesn't get off on like too many tangents. It's really like star stacked and you're invested in like the main three characters. And almost every scene has one of those three main characters in it. Yeah. So it's not a lot of like, oh, there's a more than one storyline going on and they don't mix. All the storylines mix and so you're invested in like all of them. Yes. Yeah. It's really really helpful for gay dramas. So yeah. Yeah, I and guess, also this show like launched Kim Son Ho into like global fame, and now he's oh, like yeah. one of the most famous Korean men of like all time. <laughs> like, he's he's had like the whole spectrum from controversy to fame. Like he's had the whole yeah. he had the whole nine yards. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this kind of like one Yeah, I hope he comes back because it yeah. was proven that it wasn't real. So he deserves everything, and he's like so talented. I guess should we have said our um honorable mentions beforehand we can talk about them later but home cha- hometown cha-cha-cha was one of my honorable mentions just because i think and we talked about this on our like review pod for that show his range is like almost unmatched i feel like in the k-drama world like his mm-hmm. talent as an actor and the things he can do with scenes i just yeah. like and he's oh he's older he's like in his mid-30s so he's not yeah. one of these like 22 year old you know fresh fresh off the street not that there's anything wrong with those boys we love a lot of them but he's just so good well any secondary lead that can steal a show is just impressive and we're going to talk yeah. about this like with Wang Yope with like true beauty there's some secondary leads out there that are just like you really brought it yeah mm-hmm. I will and- say though in startup a large part because the first episode is like largely in flashbacks so it's not even always Kim Son Ho it's like the boy who played the younger version of his character also yeah. sold it which Very he has a bright future ahead. He's the like younger yeah, male lead of like yeah, every baby show. good boy is in like every single show. Yeah, so, but yeah, if you um if you are just like someone who's like, you know, a, a big like 
subline of startup is like follow your dreams. And they bring that up a lot in the show, and there's just all these twenty somethings going for it. If that like hits you at all, you're just gonna love this show. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're just watching them follow their dreams, go for it, take risks. Um, you know, and it's just really fun to watch. So. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. What are some of your overall thoughts on startup? Like, did you yeah. like the show when you watched it? Oh yeah. Like for me, I really enjoyed it. Like the first half is phenomenal. Like so good. Now, for me, like, I'll admit, like, I was a bit, like, on the fence when, like, the whole, like, love triangle began to take shape because I, mm-hmm. you know, I felt really conflicted between both of them because, like, I guess as infuriating as the love triangle actually was, I think at the same time, it does feel kind of realistic in a way. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like, I could totally see someone like Namdo-san do something like what he did because he's like yeah. like like look he's like someone who has all of the brains but no social skills whatsoever so like <laughs> how are you well, what zero how, like how else are you like what are you expecting to happen <laughs> you know like yes. and like for me like I I, I kind of related to uh Dosan a lot because it kind of reminded me of myself <laughs> like when mm. I was in high school because I was kind of like him to be honest like I I'm different now but like back then like I was very much like him and I I really related to his character a lot so like mm. you know like when the love triangle did inevitably happen like I I understand why people would be angry but mm. at the same time it's it, it feels really realistic which I think is kind of a good thing about the story because it shows young love and all of its qualms mm-hmm. and it's not like it doesn't like try to stray away from that fact. Like I think it yeah. does a really good job in showing that. And yeah. you know, like complicated love triangles are kind of part of it. So yeah, because you know people got to learn about that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess to add as well, since you mentioned uh, harmony in this show, um, just to bring it back, the hospital playlist. But she's also in that too. Oh, good. We love her. Another reason to watch. Um, she kind of. Without spoiling anything, she is the grand. Well, she's the grandma. I had a grandma or a mom. It's been a while of one of the doctors, so I won't say anymore. Okay. But okay. yeah, she kind of plays the same role, so I think you'll love her a lot. But okay. <laughs> anyway, she's like, a queen. I I just have to mention it because I I recognize her. I remember now because she, you know, she play, she ends up in hospital playlists too. Okay, so yeah, she that. really anchors startup. So. He is a great character in Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess if there's anything else, um, I will say like this to speak on like the, I guess the realism because there is like startup companies and stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. when I watched this, I watched this with a friend of mine who is, well, at the time he was like a senior in university and he's kind of in the same field as Dosan. So mm-hmm. like I kind of had that extra like context from him. And he said that, a lot of the things that happen in the show, while some of it is kind of dramatized for the sake of being dramatized, there is a lot of elements to it that is like that actually happens. Like mm-hmm. arguably, okay, some some parts of it are kind of ridiculous. And he and my friend kind of mentioned that, but still it yeah. it 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 gives you an idea of what the startup industry is actually like and how cutthroat it actually is yeah so yeah, yeah for I, sure i guess you didn't mention that a lot yeah. of it has to do with artificial intelligence that's the field that our main startup company is in so that might draw some people to to the show it's very fascinating yeah. but it's not like overpowering to the point where it's like no 
too techy because I think that when I first saw the trailer for it I was like well I like this show like it looks I kind of sure weird either. but then you, you watch the first episode and you know exactly what you're dealing with and it's great storytelling everyone yeah the trailer really like tells it like a techie family dynamic show and that's really it's kind of both but that's like there's still a lot more to it like I yeah think, like the trailer like her and her sister and then and I'm yeah. like We've learned that you can never trust a K drama trailer. K drama trailers are horrible. Never trust them. No, do not trust them. Never trust them. We don't even watch them at this point. (laughs) I don't watch whatever. I only watch them if it does. If it if it does. If I if it's on my screen, then I guess yeah, like you can't avoid it. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. All right, next drama. Okay, our next drama was from 2020, and it's called "Do You Like Brahms." so yes. direct and <laughs> <laughs> this one snuck up on us we yeah. watched this when it was already all the way out um and we fell in love with this drama me and kim watched every episode together mm-hmm. and it is so good and we like kind of like, towards the end we like booked it through because we were just like we need to keep like we just wanted to know what happened with the characters and it, it and gets it's not better like with it was- time yeah and it's not like it was you know this huge thriller and like plot twist yeah. it was more just like these two main characters who you just like are very deeply invested in them as people yeah. and as like their relationship evolves through different stages yeah. and you just want to know where they're going to end up. Right. We have a great cast. We have Kim Min Jae as the leading man, Park Min Bin as our leading lady. Mm-hmm. They were new to that. I didn't know either of them before the show. I've seen them both in things since then. They're great. Yeah. Um, and the, the basic plot is that Kim and Jay's character is a world-renowned renowned pianist, um, but he kind of hates it. And he's really lonely and sad, but he's really good at piano. And so that's kind of what he does. Um, but then our leading lady, Park Min Bin, is a violinist. And to be honest, she's pretty mediocre, but she went back to get her, like, get another bachelor's degree in violin performance when she's, like, in her late 20s just because she loves violin. And so they meet um, and fall in love, but they both have like different relationships with music. So that's kind of like a large theme of this show, but there's also a lot of secondary characters if Kim wants well, to. We like, well, we talked about on our pod, like it's one of the, probably one of the greatest slow burns of all time because yes. when, we, when we meet both characters, they're kind of semi-involved with other people. And so they yes. literally start off purely as like almost kind of acquaintances. They meet through work. And then yeah. they slowly just become friends and then their relationship progresses from there. But it's not like, you know, some K-dramas, the two main characters meet in the first episode. It's like sparks flying. You can no. like, definitely tell where well, this is going. Like, honestly, I was a little worried because I was like, I could low see this, like not to give anything away or anything, but like, you just, I didn't know how it was going to end. I was like, there's so many different endings they could choose that would all be realistic right. for these two characters in the progression of their relationship. Well, so I won't re- say how it ended, but like- the reason it's called Do You Like Brahms is because um, our leading man, well, apparently Brahms, the composer, was in like an unrequited love situation. And that was part of Brahms's life is that he had an unrequited love and it like was his thorn in his life. And our leading man is in love with this woman and it's like an unrequited deal. And so the whole deal is at one point, our, our leading lady Parkin then asks him, do you like Brahms? He's like, no, I don't like Brahms. I never play Brahms. I hate Brahms. And it's not because of the music that Brahms plays. It's because of Brahms life. And he doesn't want his life to be Brahms life. That's kind of like the gist. So like Kim and Jay is in love with this chick who, by the way, we don't like, she's a yeah. horrible, she's a horrible secondary lead. Um, 
just dead in the eyes. But I think that's the no point. emotion. That's the point of her character. But Kim and Jay's like in love with this girl. But didn't um, you say that you watched a show with her in it and she was also dead in the eyes there? Too, yeah, Ricky so it might just story, be her. Ricky historian, she's in it and she was like pretty dead in the eyes. Um, Concerned. That's why like our two leads are able to start off as just friends because he just he didn't have eyes for anyone else for a while anyways so um and it's also kind of fun because she's the one who confesses to him first and it's one of those things which is always kind of fun to watch and she's like struggles with how to go about that so well and yeah and so much of it revolves around music which I think because I I remember seeing it on this list of like if you like it was like a list of if you like x then you should watch y and it was like all these different k-dramas and I forget what the comparison drama was, but I was just scrolling through and uh-huh. it was a recommendation and it was like, if you like music and da da da. And I was like, oh, I bet Maddie would like this because Madison like majored in music for in college for a hot I second. Like, like, the music background. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I told Maddie, I was like, you should watch this. Like I would be willing to watch like the first two and just try it out, but I'm not quite sure if it's my vibe. Also, both of us, terrible take. Looked at Kim and Jay and we're like, meh. <laughs> We, yeah, we both looked at a picture of him and we were like, I don't know, is he even cute? We're not sure. Okay, like three really? episodes really? two, we were like, he is really? beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's good uh, looking. What? Yeah. I was at your first impression. <laughs> he's like beautiful. I don't know what we were looking at. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had what, horrible what we watched right before this. What was the show? Uh, we just finished True Beauty, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it was just a bad picture. <laughs> yeah it must be. And i don't know what was going on with us at all but there's like, like a very objectively beautiful person but that's fine. all i have to say there's a lot of music vibes so if that's your scene you'll definitely like this because it's like the whole thing is just like pretty subtle very understated lots of good music yes lots of just like friendship like just great r- relationship dynamics and it's like i, it's, say, I don't know i i would say um kim kind of wrote here like it almost has like a sepia tone over the entire show um which usually my vibe for shows is not that I like the more like teeny boppy ones but really great for that in a minute yeah we're talking about true beauty in a minute but what really gripped me was um how beautiful it was filmed and also um how romantic it really was like there are some just phenomenally romantic scenes in this show that um just is so beautiful and the characters are like late 20s so it's not like a teeny bobby thing. Like they're full grown adults. Yeah, they're adults, adults who are pretty are, realistic. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, like that could actually happen. Like they're just falling in love like normal people. And also, we have to shout out Angsty Beckyon. Oh, this Angsty Beckyon OSD. Yeah, like if, you know, if Becky's from, from OSD, you know it's good. He's an, he's an OST king and his, his yeah his song on this one is angsty and it hits in all the right moments and it really does we never want anything else honestly no. No. Oh, so yeah. yeah I mean for me I'm definitely sold on this one because um for me um I I did music up until high school like I was in band and stuff so I okay. think this is definitely right up my alley um honestly like I'm not gonna lie I've, I've heard this drama before, but I was like really hesitant because I think for me, it drives me nuts whenever I see TV shows, when they like show like this industry, like this music, like classical music, when they do it in a very unrealistic fashion or like some things are just like too ridiculous. Like that's, that's kind of like the main reason why I 
I'm not gonna, I kind of avoided the show because I thought, oh, I'm not sure, but I think we love it. We okay. think it's great. And I, like, I can't really speak about the music aspect because I don't have a classical music background, but from what I do know about music, like from my dad and other people, it seemed very realistic. Like it was a little yeah. cutthroat. And I think music can sometimes be like that. And like, right. you either have, like, if you, like, our main girl is this woman who just loves music, but she doesn't have the talent. And so no matter how hard she practices, she literally spends hours in her practice room every single day. And she's basically told over and over again, it does not matter. You will not make it because you don't have the talent. And yeah. so she like her big internal conflict is like, what do I do? Do I like give it up and move on because I'm never going to make it to the level I want to? Or do I keep pursuing it because it's just something I love? And that seems yeah. like kind of realistic to me, right? Like there's so many musicians out there yeah. in the world practicing every day who want to make it, but like so few of them can. And then the ones that are really making it are sometimes like Kim and Jay. That's like, I'm like a prodigy, but I don't actually want to do it. Right. Like he has all the talent in the world, but he yeah. like, he's not driven yeah. by the love for it. It's just like a yeah. way for him to make money for his family. Our leading lady definitely has a lot of quiet confidence, which is fun to watch. She yeah. like, it really is a quiet character but pretty she stands firm and things she's feisty she's in, feisty. A, in a subtle way also really is. Bin is the queen of eye emotion like yeah, oh her facial expression like her facial acting oh kind of reminds me of park um not park um kim son ho like in that way where he, yes. they can just tell the entire story of what they're feeling on their face yes. and yes. it's amazing between bronze and king's affection like i'm a huge fan of park and bin she's awesome so the fact that she's in this show, like, that's one reason to watch it, honestly. Yeah. She's so, and then Kim and Jay always wears, like, super cute, like, classy <laughs> outfits. <laughs> He's just really well-dressed. He's a well-dressed dude and always has a little backpack. So, hey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. We're done. All right. Um, I guess just to go back to the story, um, I guess just based on what you guys have said alone, I think I'm definitely going to watch it now. Um, mainly because I... Because I, I've known a lot of my high school friends who have went on to, you know, to go to college for music. And some mm -hmm. of them, you know, luckily have been able to make careers out of them, thankfully. And like, it, it feels familiar to me. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to like check it out because it, it's definitely something right up my alley. And it'll, it'll make me really nostalgic about my, yeah. about my music career that used to be. <laughs> what instrument did you play um so like i played like um trombone when i was in oh band. cool uh, nice. like when i was in high school like it was you were okay i mean like we had to like basically start our program at our high school from the ground up ah. but we've i don't know we made states and stuff so wow. and then we for some reason we managed to pull off a trip to japan on a for band so that's awesome i mean it wasn't okay. for like a it wasn't for like a competition or anything it was more like yeah but still we like knew a high school in japan and say oh hey do you want to do a collaboration concert i'm like okay but like it was really just an excuse to go to japan so like, I'm oh for play. sure so definitely overall sounds like a win high school band <laughs> yeah. sounds like a win for you i mean it was it was so. meanwhile i played the cello and faked it every single time because i never practiced <laughs> <laughs> and had no talent so i was like we're faking until we make it good times love it love it all right our Are next show is very different 
Is this so Maddie's fourth, favorite show of like all time? I love this show. Our fourth recommendation is called True Beauty. It came out in 2021. This show is every, it's like a derpy masterpiece. And I love this well, show. It's, it's derpy. It's like deep themes disguised as derpy. It, like there are, yeah, there's, On first glance, it's very derpy. But when you actually start getting to the meat of it, there are some very, very like real issues that they yeah. handle very well. Yeah. So our the plot is okay. So our, our leading lady is Moon Ga Young. Um, she's a, such a fun actress. Um, big fan of hers. Espe- like this is the first thing I saw her in, though. I yeah. Um, and her character is named Im Ju Kyung, and she is bullied really bad because she doesn't have like the uh, she doesn't have like the standard Korean beauty beauty standard kind of look. Like she has like some acne. She wears glasses. Um, with glasses, some thick eyebrows. She just doesn't look the way that Korean women think they're supposed to look. And so she thinks she's like uh, super ugly. And so she, and she gets bullied really bad. And it's like hard to watch. <laughs> We're like, yeah. Okay. Um, and so she decides to transfer schools. And while transferring, she does a complete makeover and learns how to do makeup and learns how to do her hair and shows up at this new school. And people are like, oh my gosh, what a goddess. And so she starts to live a double life because she lives under this makeup shield at school. And then she goes home and she takes all her makeup off and she's like, she feels like she has to live as two different people. Um, So that's our leading lady. Anything else to say about her, Kim? Where do we want to go into Suho? Yeah. Well, I guess it, the two versions of her, it becomes a little complicated because she meets the main guy and he's a, a student at her school and he she meets him in two different arenas where he sees her as like with her makeup on at school and then in this other arena where he sees her without her makeup so she's trying to like balance not the lie but like the facade of who she is around him and like the other people because she's scared she'll get outed and then be bullied again at this school and um I mean that's one of the biggest I think themes of the whole show is like our main girl character like as you know great as some of the romances and female friendships and yada 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 like the main storyline is her finding her self-confidence to be who she is and to realize she doesn't need like all the makeup like that doesn't make her like her she's so she has self-worth without transforming herself and it's just like story yeah of her finding herself I guess and you know there's other stuff involved but And I think what pulls it off is Moon Ga-young is just so good and you (laughs) feel for her character. I mean, episode one really sets it up really well. Like the bullying, like Maddie said, it's really uncomfortable. And I think that's realistic because unfortunately, like with social media and cell phones and stuff, like bullying is, I think, even worse for the youth today than it might have been like when we were in high school when cell phones were like kind of still getting there or whatever and I think as uncomfortable as it is, it's like something important to think about. Like, how do we treat people and like, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. But she really carries it because if you aren't bought into her character and cheering for her character, the whole thing falls apart, you right. know. Plus, Chong Wu, great, like beautiful to look right. at. He's fine, right. but he's not like the most amazing actor in the whole world. He no. kind of has like one facial expression. He talks yes. the same in the whole show. Right. And you kind of just gloss over it because he's like 6'2 and really he's a, literally has beautiful. a nice face. I will say though, I will say with even though Chowan was acting is not, it's like a two and Moon Ga Young is like a 10. I mean, it's 
really vastly different. Um, but I will say I, I be- their little love story is believable to me largely because so she, like I said, she goes to school with her makeup on. She goes home and she has like this cute little comic book store she goes to every evening in her neighborhood. And they meet at this comic book store and like outside of school and she never has her makeup on. And I do think it's pretty cute because as the, as the show goes on, like he's the one person she can be barefaced with. And um, so even though his acting is not great, I do think the character of Stuho is like constant and even though he has his weenie moments I do believe their love story because of the fact that she ends up confiding in him so much because she's the one that he she can be so real around him every single time oh for sure I I just think like yeah it's just so because she's so much better it's like a little obvious like the large gap in their acting but he but he's literally so good looking that you like don't care (laughs) also he's a k-pop boy first he's an astro he's an astro which he's also like the face of that group it's like every thumbnail on youtube is like his face it's literally like chanu's just so pretty so you're just like there's a show oh look at this like greek god looking man walking around i don't really care if he can act or not i really don't care Um, just don't care but it works Um, because like the whole show is her show kind of so we don't even need him to be that good it's like all about her we don't don't need him to be that good I feel like when we were discussing our list, we kind of tried to do a variety of shows of like a slow burn, like a more classic classic K drama, and like this one kind of feels like the high school category because I think yes. in America, like there's so many classic high school shows where like yeah. it's just you know high school drama and characters like you yeah know, navigating life in high school with like bullying and classes and boys and friendships and family and yada 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 and I feel like this kind of fits that bill well for and drama. pretty funny we laugh a lot when we watch yeah. the show there's some hilarious like side characters and her siblings yeah. her little like brother her siblings yeah. hilarious so you end up laughing a lot and... like I feel like this show could easily be remade into an American show like yeah. easily because there's no like there's no nothing in the plot that overly is like this is so specific to korea that it's it not can never be, like crash yeah. landing can never be remade anywhere else because the whole conflict is about like north and south korea yeah. which how do you recreate that in america i don't know but like yeah. this yeah. show is just like so basic yeah you can't it's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> but it's good like i rewatch it yeah because it just it's makes great. you so happy it's and this great. was also just like i mean this has nothing to do with the show itself but we this was the first show we watched together for the podcast so i feel like that was kind of fun it was like yeah so it was like this new experience we were like we we actually had notebooks where we'd like take notes because we were like this is serious business we have to oh. remember everything <laughs> that is that's so and fun. now we're, we're like no notes we're fine we were surprised by how much we liked it too yeah so that so Gian, have you seen True Beauty? No, I have not actually, oh. but I'm actually I'm, I'm, you or not. <laughs> um yeah, I, I think I might weird. I might but. check it out actually because you know just to bring it back for me, like for my real life job, I work in my uh um I work at my school's like international office and we mainly deal with a lot of Korean students, college students. Okay. And like oh, wow. I I definitely feel like, you know, how like how serious you no know, Koreans are when it comes to beauty. 
because you know like whenever like we have like students come over to my school like it's the ratio between girls and guys is like three to one so like you like they don't most of the girls do not mess around when it comes yeah. to like fashion like yeah. they, they do they do not mess around like they yeah. they all they they i i it's just interesting to observe for me because it's you always see them at their best like mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think i've ever seen anyone like in my time because i've worked in this job for like a couple of years now like i've never seen anyone like with like i guess their guard down so to speak like with like their makeup mm-hmm. off and whatever like i've only i've only experienced that once in my life because i've mm-hmm. i've like talked to a girl once and like she, like we still like facetime every so often like she like mm-hmm. i guess puts her guard down for me i guess but like it it it's just so interesting because it's so it's so ingrained in the culture and i'm sure this is mm-hmm. something that definitely is mm-hmm. going right down that route like mm-hmm. yeah it's it's pretty refreshing actually of a show in that aspect because like your leading lady half the time she's just totally barefaced i mean i think i'm sure the actress has some but she really does look pretty barefaced and <clears throat> it's very fun to watch her look very different from pretty much every other leading lady you would mm-hmm. see in in a K drama, so yeah, just watch it for Moon Guy Young. Seriously, yeah, yeah. she's she carries she's it. So good. Like, I'm I'm interested now because like the only thing I've seen of her is because I think she did like a variety show last year where she went to Germany and then I found out oh she speaks German. Yeah, oh. she's like fluent in German. It's yeah, yeah, that's right. That's so wild, but like she's like really good. <laughs> so like that's the only reason I know any of like anything from her to be honest so like I'm okay I'm quite interested now so yeah she's yeah. great she's super fun and she she balances the like gravity of the role with like being a fun high schooler really well I would mm-hmm. say yeah yeah so all right okay Madison show. we ready final show I'll take the leads on this one because <laughs> I'm very passionate this about this so our final so, show is called what's wrong with secretary Kim it's from 2018 Disclaimer, I watched the show. It was early in my K-drama watching life. So that was like two years ago. And for me, I, it didn't stick with me the way it stuck with Kim. I did watch it though and I really enjoyed it while I'm watching it. So it is a good K-drama, I would say. Um, but Kim, do you want to take the lead a little bit on this one? Well, I would just like to point out that Madison is probably like the one female in the world who watched this show and did not walk away being like, wow, Park Sojun. I don't think Park Sojun. <laughs> Maddie was attractive. like, He's fine, not- I guess. Actually, she doesn't even think that. She's like, I never want to watch anything with him in it ever again. Like, we fight about this I- a lot because he's one of my favorites. If I've seen like, you know, a thousand attractive Korean men, like he's like very low on the list. Like, okay, we're done. We're you can't say things really like that. far down. Okay, you know what? It's fine. Okay, so we included this in like as we were thinking through different types of dramas we wanted to put in. We feel like there's a lot of. Um, dramas that fall under the umbrella of like workplace dramas like they're adults and they're you know it's a workplace romance and so this kind of was one of the ones that stood out um when thinking of that category that I think I would recommend probably to a newbie k-drama watcher um I think it's the plot setup right like I mean we'll talk about other things yeah yeah so the basic plot is that there's this like Chable, like, which is a like, you know, a rich guy who take like he's taking over the business for his dad, and his secretary, who's 
not even really his secretary. She's basically like his executive assistant who like kind of babysits him and like picks out his tie every morning and does like everything. Yeah, she's time. worked for him for like she didn't go to college, I think, because her family was in debt. So she like started working straight out of high school. So she's worked for him for a really long time. And she decides that she's going to quit her job as his secretary because she's like, you know, my, our, our family debt has been paid. I don't need this job anymore. I don't really even know who I am because it's, this job is all I've ever known. So I kind of want to figure out who I am. Also, you make me work insane hours and you call me with things like an emergency, but it's really like you need me to run and get flowers for your date. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like a totally spoiled brat. Yeah. yeah he's just but he's like so I don't know he's he's not even aware of it and he's so charming that like it kind yeah. of he right. gets away with it but anyways so he's like oh my gosh you can't quit like you are my secretary and I need you so he's like basically the, they have this conversation and she says that one of the things she wants to do in her free time that she'll now have is date like she's like I'm 29 like I kind of want to get married and he's like, great, I have a solution. I'll marry you and you can still be my secretary. Which is right. just like, so, so ridiculous. <laughs> right. But it's like so funny because his character, like, in Park Soo-Joon, I think this is one of the reasons I love, like, he really impressed me in this role, which this was like one of my first K-dramas too. And the first I ever watched with him was he pulls off this character that I feel like if played slightly differently, you would absolutely hate him because he's arrogant, mm-hmm. He's yeah. entitled, he's bratty, like, he's trying to win over this woman who's basically like, leave me alone, I want to go date people, and I don't want to work for you anymore. Right. Like, any, like, anyone else, you would just hate them, but he plays it with this, like, boyish innocence to where you almost believe that he doesn't quite know what he's doing, and you're just like, oh, you sweet little boy, like, you're just going about this so wrong, but your intentions are pure. So you, like, right. still cheer for him, even though half the time you're like, what are you doing? So the whole show is basically him just like trying to woo her because in the beginning it's because he doesn't want her to quit, but obviously like some lines get blurred and you know, it's a workplace romance, but that's the essential plot. And I feel like that's a good setup. Like I'm all for like, yeah, it's like very that. watchable. It really yeah. is. Like I really, I mean, their chemistry quite top notch. Yes. Like that one kiss scene has like 400 million views on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. It gets pretty spicy too. It's definitely yeah. like a good, like, good rounded good kissing great show yeah which there's you don't great... like so. yeah <laughs> i mean they're just both they're like 30 years old they've both been working for a long time there are some very tropey things like the childhood connection and yada yada um, yada but um yeah always yeah. always a childhood connection yeah and there's like there's because it's a workplace romance you always have like some of the fun workplace vibes I guess or dynamics like there's you know she works with a lot of other people who there's some like you know inner romance between like some of the side characters and then he has a best friend who's like the VP at the the business who's like hilarious and is always giving him terrible love advice um on how to woo her and she has two unnees and they're cute and I don't know lots of good fashion he always wears a good suit she always wears like great like pantsuits or pencil skirts yeah so and like a ponytail I think every single day she's yeah cute. it made I me mean, kind of want to be a secretary oh. not gonna lie I mean, like, <laughs> I'll sit at a little desk and take notes that sounds fun I mean Park Sojin's character is supposed to be really rich right so like it would look really yeah. weird if he dressed poor but at yes. the same time you see in real life sometimes rich people like their fashion sense just goes downhill because they just yeah. don't really care what they look like but you know 
just just a comment but and it's like yeah. in, it's like in the workplace too so he's always dressed really well yeah because and he's like so he like always like snaps his fingers and he's like he is so very extra. extra yes <laughs> have you seen um strong woman do bong soon uh i've 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 seen it on netflix i just never gotten around to it it's good okay. <laughs> it's not a good for locals but it's good. yeah no not good for locals but not his character for kind of similar to the character the guy in that show i feel like they're both equally like super extra, extra. Male. Yes. Yeah. yes 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 so there i guess that's our five there you yeah go. yeah um i guess just to say something um this drama is definitely interesting i mean just based on like pak sujun's character it's very interesting that they managed to keep that balance between hit the audience hating his guts and to s- make him somehow lovable because that feels like a very thin line to walk across. So yeah, for I sure. Think, yeah, just because of that, I feel like I'm I'm quite intrigued to see how they pull that off because you know normally when you see a Chebol in a K drama, they're like either. Outside of the ones where they're like they're actually wholesome and really nice, most of them are either like <laughs> slimy, corrupt, deplorable, horrible people. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. Is, which probably speaks to more of what happens in real life more often than not. But yeah, you know, I think, I mean, just based on like the whole story alone, I think it sounds really, really interesting. So yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah. Um, I guess on that note, that about wraps up the list that we have today um we've gone through 10 dramas and honestly i might put some of these dramas on my list because i Mm. i've been needing dramas especially like the uh more romantically inclined kind to watch (laughs) because like recently um on my podcast i've watched like pretty like grim and depressing shows yeah you gotta balance it out yeah, yeah, like I, I like I've watched like shows like All of Us Are Dead, which I mean is is good, but like it is kind of depressing. <laughs> and then yeah. like there was like another drama like called The Silent Sea, which is like, oh my god. Oh, like, Gong in that one, right? Yeah, but I mean like yeah. it's a like that that one's more like a sci-fi thriller of I'm not uh, uh I don't know like if people die in that in pretty horrible ways I don't think you'd want to watch oh, that to be yeah. honest it's creative I'll give them that but it's not uh, like hmm. yeah, yeah. Think, since, since you've seen startup that would be my number one rec but other than that I would say our beloved summer is something you need to watch yeah oh yeah 100 that, that's on my list yeah. I gotta watch yeah. especially that, if you're enjoying 25 21 yes. I feel like it kind of has the same like nostalgic vibes going on yeah. so yeah i mean like yes. the the concept like the story concept sound looks i mean it it sounds similar so i think yeah. i'll yeah. definitely enjoy that lots of good time jumps and stuff like that it's really good yeah but yeah um i guess on that note um that concludes this week's episode um thank you so much again kim and maddie for collaborating with me on this yeah. giant thanks for list. having us yeah thank no you for problem. having us um, be- um before you guys go uh do you guys want to drop your uh social media like just to mention it before you guys oh, end ahead, it? Kim. what do you want to mention it kim <laughs> oh sure um <laughs> we are on instagram twitter and facebook i'm really bad about updating facebook though so really just check us out on instagram and twitter um <laughs> at soulmates pod all over case um and S-C-O-U-L. Soul is all, yeah, yeah like soul korea 
Um, we try to put out an episode every week. Sometimes we do two. Sometimes we do none. It's kind of yeah. always a surprise. Usually we post on Mondays, occasionally on a Thursday. Yeah. So. All right. Come check it out. Yeah. All right. Where Sounds- our podcast is on Apple and Spotify and most places. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So on that note, wherever you are in this gigantic world of ours, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the K-Pop Arama podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in to another episode next week. But until then, this is Gian, Kim, and Maddie from the K-Pop Arama and Soulmates podcast signing off. Take care and have a brilliant weekend, everyone. Peace. Bye-bye. Peace. Aloha. Bye. Take care. Bye.